Hello, Tyla. What's up, homie? <laughs> <laughs> what is up? Um, thank you for doing this again. I appreciate you. No problem. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get started. Hi, my name is Michelle Eves, and this is my social experiment very social podcast from a very anti-social currently socially distancing but this is a mouthful um, this is this is social distancing um well social distance we'll see it's a working title anyways this is me with tyla elizabeth maiden and maiden you put my whole government name <laughs> i did i did um this how are you picasso pearl gallery girl <laughs> Okay, okay. Oh, my aliases. I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, trying to enjoy the nice weather today, you know, from inside the house. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I'm going to give them a date. It is March 27th, 2020. And hey, Alexa, what's the temperature? It's 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Can you hear me? Yeah, I think it's like um. Yeah, it's eighty degrees here too. Eighty-two. In case they pick that up, um, Alexa definitely just was like, "Ask me how to say I love you in French." So she knows I'm sad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, back on track. Um, Oh my god, she's still talking. Let's stop talking. Um, Hi, I'm so sorry. I'm so ADD. who are you, by the way? What's up? I just said all your names, but uh, who are you? What are you? <laughs> well, my name is Tyler Maiden, and I am a visual artist. Um, I make art on everything. I paint on clothes, jackets, shoes, canvases, walls. I don't know. If you give it to me, I'll, I'll probably paint on it. Um, I have a BS Studio Art from Rapper University. I currently live in New Orleans right now, trying to like figure out what my next move is gonna be but yeah that's that's who I am that's who you are um I feel like every time I ask you something kind of like that there's always a severe level of oversimplification when you're explaining (laughs) who you are um I'm going to tell you how I see you now since you just did all that uh Tyla is the first person I thought of to ask to do this podcast for the first interview Um, because she not only is someone who I personally know to be affected by the pandemic that's sweeping our world, not just our country, but our entire planet. Um, she is also a very beautiful friend, a very, um, skilled artist, a very hard worker at her craft. Um, and quite possibly the most successful hustler I know, uh, to date, you have... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she is a woman of multiple incomes in a time where the economy is crumbling and I'm not saying she has the tips and tricks and not that's not what this is that's a different podcast for a different person I don't know where that podcast is I would love to hear it but um <laughs> I think you are a voice that is important to get documented because um you use your voice uh your most recent post was a piece about social distancing and um how COVID-19 is affecting relationships. It was really beautifully done um, with a nice oh, you. nice twist of marketing on your behalf of using <laughs> a viral TikTok as a sound. But uh, tell us, tell me where you got the idea for that and also where can they find that kind of content from you? 
Well, um, if you want to go ahead and check out the painting while I talk about it, I, it's on my Instagram and my Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Tyla, T-Y-L-A, the creative. And my Instagram handle is the same. It just has a dot between each word. So it's T-Y-L-A dot the dot creative. And um, it's a mixed media piece using... Um, it's really, it's mostly a painting, but there's, um, I use some collage in the background with headlines from the newspaper that's been coming to our house, like, every day since we moved here, because we just moved to New Orleans. I moved here in no- November. My parents moved here in October, and the person that lived here before us got the newspaper sent here every day, so literally, we've just had the newspaper piling up, um, and I really wasn't paying attention to it until... Um, probably around like March 17th because that's when um, schools closed here and that's when it kind of really started escalating and started affecting my my family personally because um, I work in the school so I lost my job my sister is 10 and you know she's now doing online school and the headlines every day the headline got more and more like jarring and intimidating and I feel like every day even if I was trying to ignore what was going on on TV trying not to pay attention to what's being tweeted like literally I would go outside on my doorstep and there would be a new headline that's telling us to stay home and how we need to quarantine and there's uh, low supplies and everybody needs to be taking this seriously and it's just then it's really weird for you to read something like that and you turn around go on social media and you see people in Florida half naked hanging out with uh, 600 other people on the beach (laughs) and um, everybody's telling you old people old people are the only people that can really you know die from this you're young you don't have to worry about it and it was just a lot of or you're black that was the big one yeah I feel feel like black black people can get it yeah (laughs) black people don't get stuff like that we're very you know clean we're very sanitary which is true I think we do do a lot more it was also scientifically about uh African-American blood pressure levels are typically higher and it goes for people with low blood pressure. Like they're more susceptible if you have low blood blood pressure, which is interesting. That is so interesting. I think, I mean, I don't know. I've just kind of been burrowed into COVID-19 stuff. I don't know what's real and what's Twitter anymore. Um, Exactly. That's- Well, it's like every day. That's the thing. Like I find comfort in knowing the facts, like the true facts and stuff like this. But it gives me anxiety when some a place that I trust or a news source that I trust gives me contradicting information. So then I start to get a little anxious and I'm like, what am I supposed to what am I supposed to believe? And then it, it really just felt like every day something else was going wrong because then I lost my job. And then I also do um, grad caps on the side. That was my side job. And then I slowly started getting contacted about refunds because people's graduations were getting canceled. And then. Louisiana went on a full lockdown where all non-essential businesses were closed. So now I can't go to Michael's to get my supply suit right, caps. And right. now I have to like spend all this money on Amazon to get my stuff shipped. Thankfully, the post office is still open, but it's not like I want to go to the post office because that's, you know, yeah. we're really trying to quarantine as much as possible because um, my dad has Parkinson's and we really do not need him to be hospitalized by getting this virus and if he gets it nine times out of ten that's what he's gonna have to do he's not gonna be one of the people who are lucky enough to just um ride the symptoms out quote-unquote as the doctors are telling people to like your aunt and uncle and, right because my aunt, aunt, uh, aunt and uncle were diagnosed well tested positive positive. <laughs> 
tested positive. What's the difference? Is there is there a difference between? The no, two? not really. I just like to say tested positive because I was talking to my aunt and she was like, people make it sound like I have cancer. So I don't oh. Oh. <laughs> That is bleak. Um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's not like a death sentence or anything. They're, right, right. they're fairly young and fairly healthy, but I mean, it's still not an enjoyable experience. Um, well, you said at the top of this that everything kind of started going downhill for you or the world really but like you noticed you took note of that piling up news in your room in your house the mail um on march 17th and it's been 10 days and i didn't we that that was not planned at all but like oh it's only been 10 days it's only been 10 days (laughs) it has only been 10 days and we're already on those all of the tiktok challenges and the instagram chat like all of the everyone's going stir crazy and something I'm loving, not loving. I'm, I'm enjoying the light that is being shined upon the attention of like, uh, if you were going crazy in this quarantine, imagine being in solitary confinement, imagine being in prison in general. And it, it, I feel like there is a circulation of the, like the thought is kind of just collectively forming that like nothing will ever be the same after this. And if, exactly if anyone even dares try to, to try to do that, I don't think any, I don't think it'll last. Like I, I, I think that there will be a massive push from our government to um, kind of revert back to like the ways that things were, but I don't think that it will be very feasible. I think that, I mean, they just pulled $2 trillion out of their like, back pocket out of nowhere basically um they're canceling student loan payments not private sorry sally may sorry yeah, tyla but um <laughs> well, i have federal ones too but i was trying to pay my private ones first and literally right. i got to the point where i'm like okay i'm good i got my money for my job i got my money for my side business and then this happened so, so your you know. <laughs> job that you, the job you lost the what i consider to be your part-time job because you kind of mm-hmm. are you're very heavily self-employed between the art shows and the print sales and the commission-based um work that you do including the grad cat business um so you were doing so you were teaching art in a school right like with with what age group were you working with um so it was mostly like okay so I worked two days a week which doesn't sound like a lot but it really is when you're working with kids you, mm-hmm. you know what it is oh yeah so I worked two days a week and I would come in after school and I would teach them basically like a drawing lesson um and I teach them how to draw it themselves and they color it in so that's what I would do two days a week they mostly be like kindergartners first graders sometimes third fourth um not really a lot of fifth graders and there's not here in Louisiana, surprisingly, there's not like a lot of money put into the arts here. So this is an after school program that people pay for their kids to be a part of, um, mostly because their kid either has some kind of they want they really like to be in art or their parent just needs them to be in something else a little bit more fulfilling because they don't have art every day in school because it's not really mm-hmm. something that's prioritized here, which is very weird because it's that is like so <laughs> one of the most like culturally rich places in America to live if you're an artist or a musician or a poet mm-hmm. or anything creative. So yeah, so that's there. what I do there. And as far as my other um, incomes... The summer is always pretty, pretty busy for me because that's when art festivals and art 
um, right. shows and stuff go on. So that I was, was a really big thing too. Fe- I was so excited to have like an art festival or not an art festival, but an art show kind of like centered around you, like coming, like I was very excited about that and it was set for May. Um, I actually even talked to the venue owner and I was, we were closing in on dates and like then everything just fell apart I have not even emailed that woman back she knows she's like that's that's how that's I but But that's the thing about being like a freelancer around this like in this in a time like this because there's nobody to give me um like you know paid leave or like unemployment benefits or anything like that like even the clients that I had set up to do projects for and stuff they were apologizing like saying I'm so sorry we have to cancel like and I just like I'm just gonna have to take that L because there's nothing I can do I can't be like well you still have to pay me because they literally don't have money either so it's not like have you ever thought about starting your own like have you ever looked into becoming have you ever looked into grant programs like maybe I mean I feel like personally not that art is go this is not a we are the world moment we are not there yet hence the imagine Gal Gadot video but like or Gadot whatever Wonder Woman um this is not the time for that but I think that art is such a beautiful like you were saying like those kids they needed something they needed an outlet they needed something to you know come to I think we are all going stir crazy and it is again day 10 our inner child is all coming out everybody's going to be creating like I don't remember everybody saying it you somebody else said it to me the other day the amount of like screenplays and like albums and books and like art like just like Like, already everybody's gonna come out of quarantine with a blog man like everybody's coming out with like that's why I love you're like doing this because yeah and that is this important yeah pandemic podcast uh I (laughs) I just I, I I don't know. I think that it is important though. What it, what if you could get a grant um to like do a mural for like what this is? I don't know. I just feel like there's something out there around the corner. There has to be. Maybe that's me just like willing things into existence well, trying that's to manifest the other it, thing. But... Like the things like that you have to apply for and it's usually like um money is usually given to like the government or nonprofit organizations have money like that put aside and I've applied to some um opportunities like that down here but obviously with everything going on stuff like that is like has a freeze on it like it's not essential so it's you know they're just like "Mm, maybe hopefully you'll be able to do it in July August September like you know nobody really knows how to plan forward right now because every day is just up there it is all yeah it is very up in the air it's very flighty which is ironic because no one's flying um (laughs) But, uh, so you, you living at home with your parents, have you guys had any in-depth conversations? I know you have previously said that you guys are just a bunch of introverts kind of sharing space, but like, is there a bond growing you think? And if like, I mean, even if there's not, there's something, I don't know. I feel like there's like an expectation for people to either bunker down and get really close in these spots or like kind of just internalize. I don't know. What are you, basically I'm trying to ask you in a very rambly wordy shell way what's what's it like like being at home are there conversations being had um I mean we try not to like uh like the tv is on you know 24 7 because my mom works from home um and my dad is a painter so he's just kind of you know in his own world everybody kind of has their own space that's what I mean like when we're 
all a whole bunch of introverts. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you know, my mom also likes to garden and stuff too. So she goes out there and does that. And then I'm upstairs doing my thing. My sister is 10. So, you know, she's living the life, not being in school right now. Right. But, <laughs> but there will be like, every now and then my sister will be like, let's have a movie night tonight. Or we all eat dinner together. Like we're spending a lot more time together because my mm-hmm. mom, um, so she she works for Allstate and she does a lot of like office like computer work so when she comes home from work she's like tired she's her social battery is on like zero she's not really trying to talk to us like that like not that she doesn't like us you know you just you just yeah, know yeah, how you yeah. are when you're introvert you're like I've been talking to people all day uh-huh. I don't want to talk to y'all <laughs> like, I'm not about it, yeah. yeah so I mean we have been spending a lot more time together which is good they pretty much have, my parents have not really left the house I've tried to make sure that I'm the one like going to Walmart and stuff and running the errands so that they, they don't even have to like worry about that. So I guess mm-hmm. I'm just trying to like, you know, pull my weight as an adult in the house. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's kind of just like, it's really chill over here. Nobody's like complaining about being bored, but we're used to like being in the house. This is our, this is our thing. <laughs> I'm really I, I've so I recently started nannying as a second job in addition to my I don't want to disclose it because I don't know if it's like legal but like I work at a retail uh hub that is considered an essential service so I have that secured state of income but the nannying thing it is both more recent and also not secure and it's um mm-hmm. kind of very flexible but the mom she used to from my understanding run some sort of like PR firm or something I don't I'm not entirely I don't know the title exactly but she's she's everything I want to be um and then the dad is a radiologist for the local like one of our local hospitals um Mm -hmm. so they're very cleanly and very like in tune with what's going on and we had a big reason that I was kind of thinking about doing this was she and I were watching the news together when I put the baby down um because she stays at home especially during this right now Mm -hmm. um but I was putting the baby down the other day and the news was on and we were talking and I was like, you know, well, your child, she's 17 months old. She's going to grow up in a vastly different world than she would have had she been born just even a year earlier or a year later, like a year from now. And she yeah. was just like, yeah, I mean, like she was like nine eleven changed everything. And I was just like, I was four. So I can't, I mean, I'm, I was born in 97. So I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really have, I remember coming home very vividly for some reason. I don't know why, but I remember that. And that's pretty much it like from daycare or wherever the hell I was. But um, she was a freshman in college and we had this whole like 15 minute conversation just about how much it changed everything. And like, she had friends dying in the war and like, she watched the economy crash in 2008. Like it was her first job out of college. And she like, so, and meanwhile, like my 2008, I was like, Oh shit, we got a black president. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, it was, uh, it's just so crazy how I think a lot of the chaos and the misinformation and the ignorance that is being spread right now is coming from a large power and generational gap between Mm -hmm. balances and also there are not enough educated conversations coming into play um and that's another reason why this podcast just started I feel like I keep saying that but it's just like (laughs) there are so many reasons for these conversations to be happening like of course I want to be talking about this uh pandemic and I want to be talking about the world but I also really just want to remind people like hey like 
you are a person beyond your anxiety. You are a person mm-hmm. beyond where you are being currently confined. And you are also loved. Like, I, I love you, dude. And, like, I really – I hate how hard this is kicking you right now. But I, I also do know that, like, it uh, it is not the end, you know? Yeah. I'm going to knock on some wood. Yeah, I <laughs> well, even my sister, like, she's 10, and I, I picked her up from school um the day that school let out on March 17th and it was very abrupt I was actually supposed to work later on that day and my boss told me don't come into work they're closing schools for uh, well they said until April 17th but I believe that's going to be pushed back but um they're closing schools for a month and then literally I they told me that I'm like two and so I went to go pick my sister up because she got her school like 3 30 and I could tell that she was like it was like everybody was in a panic at the school and I can only imagine how traumatizing that could be like for a fifth grader to be in school and your teacher is like uh well she 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 told me how she found out like school was closing and she said that she was in the hallway like changing classes and somebody came in and rushed everybody into their classrooms they rushed like they were having a lockdown drill or something they rushed somebody in the classroom and the teacher said um you know everybody make sure you get your stuff there's no after school activities everybody's going home because we're out of school for a month for a virus and then immediately one of the kids said oh that means somebody in the school has it and so they're freaking out because they're like oh you know one of the students has it one of the students has it his name was tyler i swear to god (laughs) (laughs) i'm Oh, wow. like he and you know my sister is very she's very like mature for her age and yes. very like aware of like that she's just a kid and can't really do a whole lot for those so who know don't that follow Tyler anxious. currently her sister has brilliant comedic timing and is oh also eerily not eerily that makes her sound like she's scary at the end of the hall she is just very I've never met her but she is very like wise beyond her years like even in pictures you can just tell she has a very old soul but continue yes so a tyler caused panic in her school and yeah so she's freaking out because she's like what does that mean you know we're out of school for a month and some kids are excited because they don't have school for much but she actually really enjoys school so i could tell when i picked her up she was like really stressed and then we had to have the conversation about how for our family this is a little bit more serious because of our dad so it's like right it was just a lot for her to handle and like I will say now she has handled it a lot better but I can just only imagine that like that day is going to be something she remembers for the rest of her life like she that's never going to be something she forgets that feeling like uh, because I just I really could not imagine because she makes it sound like it was like a lockdown drill or something crazy (laughs) yeah I know yeah and she just thought it was a regular day she just thought it was you know normal school day the saddest most beautiful silver lining that I've personally been able to find through all of this is I have not gotten a mass shooting notification oh my gosh and I I hate that like literally I have chills and I feel sick even saying that I don't know that's so dramatic but like I I don't know my um so I grew up in Blacksburg Virginia um when the Virginia Tech shootings happened and I was in the third grade I've always been horrible at math to the point where, like, I've had to retake a couple math classes. Shout out mm-hmm. to uh, my homies in summer school. And um, I, at the third grade at the time, I had a tutor. And, like, they, what it was was, like, tech kids would come in to Price's Fork and they would tutor us in, like, just groups and stuff. But I always had one. And um, 
I don't want to like say his name or I'm not like he's like you know Beetlejuice or anything Mm -hmm. but like it just I don't know it makes me feel uncomfortable but he was he was the one who um basically he got shot for trying to protect the girl that the shooter was going after and he died like I remember the day that they walked down for the tech shootings and like they it was horrible and then like two weeks later there was an inmate who broke out of prison and like we had to go on lockdown again because he was like in the area. It's just like, I guess what I'm saying is there are those moments that you definitely get crystallized into your childhood. I'm sorry that anyone's gonna hear this. They're gonna hear some dogs and not the cute kind. They're they're freaking <laughs> they don't have out. No problem. They don't have a problem. Can I pet that dog? I love it a good dog. <laughs> Can I pet that dog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um. God, poor baby. That is, that's awful. In my head, I'm, like, imagining, like, what she probably saw it as in her tiny little body and, like, all the stress and anxiety and that energy that probably, that just. But you know what? Now she's home with you, and it's been 10 days, but she's home with you, and you're outside painting together, making little vlogs. Like, Oh, yeah, we are. You've got some content. Just, you've got some sisterhood. Yeah. It's it, it sounds like it's productive and I don't I don't think you're one of those people who's pressuring yourself to make it productive but I think it's beautiful that you are able to turn such a chaotic time into something so beautifully productive yeah I am and I am not it's really weird for me because like I'm so used to being like go 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 I'm such a planner like I literally have like this calendar on my wall and I literally mark off every day to make sure I'm like on track and doing what I need to do and it's funny because like ever since all this happened like I haven't even looked at the calendar because I can't even plan further than the 24 hours that I have in front of me like it's not I'm so used to being like okay I'm working on this project and I have to give this logo to this person and do this for this person this for this and now it's just like I have nothing else to do except worry about myself which is a blessing and a curse um I think that's everybody's blessing and curse honestly yeah Yeah. for you especially but like it I think that that's something that is making everyone go a little stir crazy is the line there's nothing for me to focus on but myself like people are feeling very trapped in their own head in their own anxiety Mm -hmm. and in their own like i mean taylor swift sent three thousand dollars to someone the other day because they said that they were having a panic attack which it's like i wish i i wish i cared about taylor swift enough for her to feel the need to be (laughs) nice to me but like i don't know it's just i think that like it's weird because it's like we live in such a massively poor like massively disconnected world for such as emphasis on social connection we have you know all these different social media outlets where you're either liking something or retweeting something or sharing your comment on it or like dming Mm -hmm. it to someone and there are all these different group chats and all these different you know zooms and like i almost said uvu as if it was 2011 but you get what i'm like there's just so i mean i'd hop on uvu right now i would love to get on uvu honestly i would we can start an uvu party let's do that let's Let's do that i would love (laughs) it yes please oh my god will you invite your sisters please like your aka sisters Uh, onto it oh i thought you meant my little sister i was like no bring Peyton too though that would be so fun i'll bring all my sisters i have just for those who are listening i don't want my sisters if they do hear it to not think i love them because i i'm to think I don't love them. <laughs> I love them. Um, I have a 13-year-old sister, Taylor, who reminds me a lot of what you say about Peyton, but that like it's mm-hmm. it's just very she's like a TikToker, very quiet. She texted me this morning, um, 
at 5 a.m. She said hi. I texted her back immediately. She left me on red. So that's our relationship. <laughs> um, and then there is yeah, Brooklyn, who is a sophomore in high school. And then there's Morgan, who is a senior in high school. And it it breaks my heart that this is her senior year. Like, she's done. I mean, oh no gosh. senior prom. Yeah. She doesn't get to walk. Also, yeah. not to be, like, throwing shade at my father's my father is a football coach for the high school they did not make it to the state championship this year so my sister (laughs) i was at the game where they lost i'm sorry for laughing she literally she started (laughs) sobbing she goes it was my senior year and i'm like you're not even a cheerleader why are you so hurt (laughs) but like for her it's because it's football yeah well i resent whatever childhood trauma but um it she, feels like the end of her, the world exactly. and I was in marching band that so. was her but that is her life like that is the thing it's like her school spirit her school pride that my sister is such a social butterfly she puts me to shame and like all Aww. honestly all of them do it's really crazy but like they there's such a light to Morgan and she that is her passion is connectivity and I just I don't really talk to her because we don't we don't text like that but like I can't imagine what is happening to all of my family because honestly we're all like that we do not stay in the house at all I I remember growing up I was grounded all the time like I was not Mm -hmm. allowed to leave the house but you best believe when I could sneak out or you know I was out but like I, I don't know it's just we're all trapped man but like it's it's okay I'm just rambling at this point staring at a dog outside of my window that's pretty much quarantine for me but um I'm trying to think. Oh, I didn't get let me get back to my painting. Oh I yeah. Please talk about yourself on okay. the podcast about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so okay, so I started the painting. I finished it in about three days, but I started it before um I found out about my un- uncle being tested positive. And I really I wanted the message to kind of just be about how even though people are hearing in the news and they're seeing everything, um, they're still, you know, they're still the ones that think, oh, you know, we need to stay in our house, but not me because I booked a flight to Florida. But yeah, we need to um, yeah. quarantine. But like, I have a boyfriend, so he's still going to come over every day, even though he probably shouldn't, you know, like, yeah. I feel like everybody is like, yeah, we need to be washing our hands. But like, everybody thinks they're the exception to the rules specifically I'm talking to like my peers people that are my age people are that are you know college age who decided to still you know go on their spring break trips and not really sacrifice anything like that is it it is people our age which is really sad people so many I hear so many people (sighs) say you know even if I do get it you know I'll I'll live I'll be okay but like even having the regular flu is not fun like yeah (laughs) that that is I had the regular flu in May around the time of graduation, around this time last year, and Mm it was horrible. Like, it was terrible. And I had access to, you know, healthcare. Like, the healthcare system wasn't overloaded. So I don't really understand why people are acting like this is just, you know, oh, this is a cold cold that I can beat and it'll be fine. Like, they feel like they're the ones that are just not going to get sick. And it's, like frustrating I don't know if you feel the same way no I'm highly frustrated oh my god dude it it really actually stresses me out a lot especially growing up as someone who I wasn't really like not allowed I don't hope my parents don't hear this and like get weird I mean if you do you do it's the truth (laughs) I wasn't able to go to the doctor often because of how expensive it was we were a family of six and my stepmother she was often sick due to 
external circumstances. And my sister Morgan that I was just ranting about, she has something called gray matter heterotopia, which causes seizures. Google it. Anyways, there's a big medical bill attached to the Eves family. And I was not allowed to go to the doctor often when I was sick. Like I had to be severely sick to access the healthcare system because of how expensive it is. Um, but there are people who don't think of the privilege that it is to even have healthcare coverage and just how much harder it is for everyone else. But like the thought process is really, oh, if I get it now, I'll be able to go to the hospitals. It's no big deal. Let me get it out of the way. Like my professor, one of the last days of class, because she was one of the original doomsday preppers for this one. She mm-hmm. had been tracking it since January when class started and was like bringing it up every, like it was, it was very intense. Um, going into class with uh, Dr. Belong. And like, she, she knew what she was talking about too, because she even said to herself, she's like, if you get it now, you will not be the one who's being treated in the Hampton Inn. And Mm -hmm. I was like, damn. But like, also on that note, if you get it now, you're not going to be the person with the data to be safe. Does that make sense? Like the people who are getting it later are going to be the people who are being treated with hands that know what they are dealing with. Whereas if you're getting it now, no, like, I don't know. I don't, I, I feel like yeah, there's really no. Even have, like, there's facts every day coming saying, like, don't take ibuprofen if you get it because that, like, elevates the symptoms and stuff. It's, like, stuff coming out every single day. And, like, they're having to choose whether to give ventilators to an older person or a younger person. Like, you know, like. It is true. <sighs> it's becoming it a philosopher's. It's becoming a, ph- a, a question of philosophy and morals and. Yeah true i don't know just just craziness it's all craziness and that is again the point of this podcast is just to highlight the craziness but i do want to ask you a couple questions kind of um i i know you're not gonna like this because this is not well you're just you um i want to do lightning no no pausing to think you cannot sit here be like well you have to like give me an answer immediately i know i know okay so um my favorite one is just to like loosen you up i'm sure you've seen this one you are given the opportunity to either cure cancer or cure coronavirus which one do you pick oh my gosh hannah one or two Cancer, cancer. Corona. cancer. <gasps> cancer. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So you said okay, cancer. This, um, be, can I give you my reasoning? No. Um, so, oh, okay. <laughs> you want... <laughs> you oh my god, the people are going to That's fine. Um, you can tweet about it. So I was like, you... I'm going to tweet about it. <laughs> I hate us. I'm going to, let me get on trip, trip. Um, are you going to go into the past a year ago today or go into the future. Now, listen, you can't change anything if you go to the past. I don't care what you would do differently. I want to know, would oh you go God. relive a day in the sun or would you live a day in the sun in the future not knowing what there is? Oh. oh. Uh, I know it's supposed to be rapid fire, but you know, I can't. I'm Capricorn. I have to weigh the pros and cons. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> Help me. Where's um... my list? <laughs> I want to make one so bad. Where are my bullet points? Um, uh, uh. <laughs> oh my goodness. I feel like if there was I'll like- I'll go in the future. Is, I'll go in the future. You'll go in the future. Who are you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Since she said I can't change anything. You're such a control freak. That's crazy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love you so much. Um, okay. How do you think I got to where I am? I don't know. What's so crazy to me about you as a person is you are the most 
you are one of the bravest people I know because you live your life unapologetically. I feel like you do a, mm. you are in a field that is very hard to make a living at, but you continue to do it. And I know you have your moments of discouragement because I follow your finsta, but like I <laughs> let's not talk about it. <laughs> let's not talk about it. Um, I don't know. You keep doing it, and that's just that's astounding to me, and I love that. Um, anyways, back to my rapid fire, not so rapid questions. Um, I want to know if you were told that you either had to save Kendrick Lamar or save Drake, who are you saving from Corona? Drake. <gasps> what has Drake ever done for <laughs> anyone other than a basketball team? I'm so mad. You know what? You picked Corona. Listen, listen, listen. Drake would rather I save a 19 been... than he would rather save you, Tyla. Are you kidding me? I... Oh, you... First of all, Kendrick Lamar don't know me either. Kendrick Lamar would have... do anything for anyone. Okay. I don't know if you. I don't know how, how well. You, when you met Kendrick Lamar, that <laughs> <laughs> you know this much about him. First of all, know, both of heart. these. Actually, I should have chosen neither because both of them are rich as fuck, and whatever they get, they will be able to pay somebody wow. to cure whatever ailment they have. Wow. But I chose Drake because I have been a huge fan of Drake since like middle school. I don't know. I just I liked Drake when he was Jimmy and he had a wheelchair. I was in Degrassi Nothing days. Nothing was the same. Nothing oh was the same God. page my life. If you're reading this, if you're reading this, it's too late. Come on, that's, that's man. I mean, Kendrick is a great rapper. He's talented, but me and Drake just have this connection that you don't have a connection with him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, you are older than seventeen, so therefore Drake is not. He's not. It's not going to happen because you are of age. Yes, I'm I mean, I don't those... want to date him. I just think we just, you know, we just oh, connect. She said, I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I'm afraid of commitment anyway. So, <sighs> all right, we're moving on. <laughs> well, actually, I would love to talk about that. You're afraid of commitment. How's your dating life in NOLA? What's the dating scene like? Are you on any apps? Do you feel comfortable talking about that? All right, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> we're going to catch you guys next week. Oh, no, On the not. Socially Distant Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> socially wow. Distant is actually all about connection. So I just, I mean, I'll talk, do you want me to talk about my life? Would that make you feel more comfortable sharing? Um, yeah. <laughs> she said, yeah, tell him about your miserable life. Um, I just got, I, I mean, like I was just in a relationship for a second with an Aries for those of you who know my pain. Um, and that ended mm-hmm. on a FaceTime call of, I think five minutes and 45 seconds. Not that it's burned into my brain or anything, but wow. yeah, it was weird. It was, it was, and it ended. He, it was weird. I can't cricket noises here in the edits <laughs> you know what you should do what should i do you should Call take him? his number oh. and no no listen take his number mm-hmm. put it on craigslist and say call me for a good time you know what's so funny his like phone number has the last four <laughs> digits they are my birthday and isn't that weird you and this numerology man. and also <laughs> he he moved right like he moved back home um right before all this happened actually so i'm really proud i'm like not proud i'm really happy that he got to do that because he has a terrible immune system he moved 222 miles away exactly like his house from my house and that is my number is 222 isn't that wild and that's like his (laughs) that's his childhood home isn't that that's just it blows my mind and yeah um 
but enough about my ex-boyfriend <laughs> what are, are you are you swiping are you are you hinging are you I mean honestly this is how I feel about it like I mean I've been single for a while I left when I left Virginia I was single still single now um I'm like really terrified of being sex trafficked and I know that <laughs> like when I say it's that, not funny I'm just uncomfortable it's not funny <laughs> but like <laughs> I'm like terrified of it so I don't want to like meet random people that I find on the internet but I also have to like you know talk to people and text them back to get to know them and if you know me I'm not very good at texting back oh so yeah you see where my this is the first time is. we've talked in a year actually <laughs> I didn't even um, think you'd remember no, me it is not I didn't even Shut know up. you knew you're me you're so dramatic you still call me oh. Hannah that's how little you talk to me that's crazy you said government well, I don't know when all y'all decided to change your name but <sighs> it's honestly me. been it's been a hot it's been a hot almost a year like since you left almost almost a year like right like I want to say like two weeks or so after you left because I I've always wanted I'm literally looking at this uh book right now that I made on my desk I'll take a picture and post it with this podcast but it literally has me signing my signature of Shell Eves all over it and I made it in 2016 mm-hmm. and that's how long I have wanted to do this but I never thought anybody would like take me seriously and then I was like why don't I just you know take myself seriously and then you know be an adult got you <laughs> But, that's always good but anyways you're you're not trying to get sex trafficked but are you trying to fall in love like are you on the market for the for oh the fellas <laughs> I mean, yeah i guess but i mean you just i guess be really secure. no i like i am but like what you do long distance like, e, i'm i'm emotionally unavailable you are emotionally unavailable we, we both just got real quiet. <laughs> we really did. I think, you know what I'm But I'm, I'm not. I'm just really, like, focused on trying to figure out where I'm going in life. And I think it's really hard to try to talk to somebody and, like, build a relationship with them when you're not really, like, secure with yourself and where you are in life. You that know? is exactly that what like, my ex-boyfriend just said to me on FaceTime. That's crazy. Are oh, you him? Did you I'm hire sorry. him? <laughs> no, it's not. It's so weird because it's like he was saying all this about himself and I was like, are you talking about me? Because it, I think I do that. Like, I'm a very emotional person. Shout out to all my fellow Cancerians. But like, you know me, Tyler. That's why you ignore me because yeah. I have so, so many emotions. But like, um, <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. They um, just, I just don't know how to deal with them sometimes. Oh my God. God. Uh, that hurt. <laughs> uh, no, not your emotions. Right. It's all emotions. Right, right, right. But like, no, my emotions. I think I have so many of them, but I don't let anyone like get emotionally close. I'm very weird. Like I present yeah. as like, I'm very emotional, but then I don't let anyone like come close to me. Like I have a very small radius around me. Um, and I think it's because I don't know where I'm going and I don't know what I'm doing. Just the same way that you just said that. But I, I think we just handle it very differently. Yeah. And I'm always, I'm so used to like just worrying about myself. Cause even though, you know, my sister's 10, but I was 14 when she was born. And then, you know, yeah. I went to college. So I pretty much grew up as an only child. So mm-hmm. I'm so used to like, if I'm going through something or dealing with something, like dealing with those emotions on my own. De- dealing with that problem on my own and then coming back into the world when the problem's fixed like all right I'm ready to be a good friend again it's like but like yeah. when I'm going through it like I'm not texting any back anybody back I'm just really in my own head space but mm-hmm. I mean I think that's another reason why because I mean how can you form a relationship with somebody that's not even talking to you on the regular like yeah you so. can't and if somebody needs that 
I don't know. I I grew up in a lot of forced isolation. Like I wasn't allowed to talk to people for like months at a time. So I crave constant connection. I don't like physical touch, but I crave constant connection. I think that's why I'm always trying to help people and why as I'm going to just go ahead and say it now at the top of this podcast, like shelf life, I, as an empath, I feel like I feel people and I have a really bad problem of telling people how they feel Mm -hmm. and what they're feeling. And then them being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you tell me how, like, and getting aggressive with me. And then like, I just sort of stop speaking to them. Cause I'm like, I know what you're doing, but like, leave me alone. But like, I don't let anyone else have that type of vulnerability with me. Like I don't let anyone else see how I feel. So I think you're isolating. I'm sorry to just like kind of say the obvious, you're isolating (laughs) I'm isolating. It's almost like we've been socially distant our whole lives. Because <laughs> I've always been really like picky about who I let into my life and stuff. That's why a lot of the friends that I have are friends that have like forced themselves to be. Shout out friend. to me. What's up? Honestly, yeah, between you, between Dominique, because I don't. And me I and moved Dominique, around. We really pushed you. Like, I will. Yeah. Like, shout out to Dom. Like, we really did. We. I need to get her on here. But, like, yeah, we definitely made you be our friend. Um, well, I moved around a lot. And, like, I remember, like, that's why I don't get really attached to people either. Oh, this is friggin' <clears throat> deep. But you are. That's how it works. <laughs> I moved around a lot when I was younger. So, like, I was so used to, like, making really close friends. And then, like, when you leave, you say your goodbyes and, like, never talk to you again. So, it's, what's different with this move is you know, I'm a lot older, I'm an adult, we can like travel and go see each other and do things. So I moved and Dominique is still like, (laughs) Dominique is hitting me up. So like, when can I come visit? Or are you visiting here? I'm going to come down there for my birthday. Hey, I'm going to call you every single day and you better pick up. And if you don't, I'm going to call you out on every single social media until you answer my phone call. (laughs) That's so cute. I like get, I get disheartened. I'm just like, if you don't want to fucking talk to me, fine. I'll go cry about it on my Finsta. I'm not, she is, she's, she's an Aquarius, right? That's her yeah she is yeah mm-hmm. that's that's that and then that. every time I, like she'll answer the phone she'll be like hey stranger i haven't talked to you in exactly two days and i'm like two days <laughs> it's been two oh days. my god <laughs> that's a missing persons report it takes 48 hours <laughs> like i'm probably doing rights. the same thing that i was doing when you talked to me two days ago being on twitter ignoring you god just like <laughs> i do every day sometimes you just gotta get the tweets off you know you know what really let me just get on twitter while we're doing this you don't really want to have a conversation somebody <laughs> ma- named miss danae just followed me on uh twitter miss danae what is at peachy terror god what is that she's cute though i guess oh, I she ain't listening <laughs> i mean i'm just letting her know she's cute that was her name was okay, peachy okay. terror i was just giving her giving her a little shout out um <clears throat> we've been on here for about 46 minutes i love that for us i didn't know it could record this long it told me it couldn't um i don't even want to wrap up i kind of just want to keep talking to you i always love no to talk problem. to you but i, mean, I, I have literally nothing this is the time <laughs> that is that is the thing yes i'm so happy that you also designed the cover art for the first uh episode well probably oh, yeah. just the, the podcast itself you did socially distant um and i love that because i i think that we are in a very i mean we are it's not even i think it is a fact we are in a very trying time um high anxiety high depression um I, I don't know. I would really love to be prescribed Valium at this point, but I don't think that they're gonna <laughs> I don't think they're gonna let us do all that. I don't know. Um, you might be able to face somebody that's a doctor and get you a prescription. I might 
have to. Disclaimer, I'm not hair. advocating, I'm not advocating, you know, using drugs that you don't need. But I'm just Well, yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm saying like I would like I would like Valium like professionally. Yeah. I I was thinking FaceTiming a doctor. I didn't I didn't think you meant our local our local uh deals on wheels. Yeah, doctor, uh, doctor just... in print quotes, not like quotes. Doctor whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think there probably is going to be a high spike in um, the mental health field also. I was actually talking, I have two friends who are in the tech grad program for psychology. They're like for counseling. Um, And they were told basically to learn as they go. And that HIPAA is kind of just balls to the wall right now because they have, they've never seen anything like this. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to do. So um, they've kind of picked up on like, you know, FaceTime counseling sessions and stuff. But like, as far as like the next generation, like those who are in school to learn to do these things, they're kind of just having to like do whatever the fuck they can, like whatever they want. And it's so strange. Like they, like there's just no rules. There's no structure to their schooling, which mm-hmm. is it's just interesting. Um, do you ever think about going to therapy? Yes. All the time. Not even in <clears throat> like ever... a, not even in like a, I need, you know, I feel like I need, I just feel like everybody should go to therapy. I think it should be a lot more normalized. Mm-hmm. I feel like therapy appointment should be as normal as like going and getting a checkup, you know? Not saying you I think go therapy should be like getting, going and getting your nails done. Yeah. Honestly. Like if you're going to yes. do that kind of maintenance, then you need to be doing that. Honestly. Cause I feel so. like you could always use somebody to just like talk to, but I've never been, I would love to go because I feel like there's always been a stigma especially in the black community that like you can pray about whatever's going on and you'll be talk talk to Jesus well Jesus does not have a PhD he's not responding (laughs) he left me on red five years in a row like I love him but Jesus did not go to school for psychology so I really think I do want to go to church after all this is over I'm not saying all the time Mm -hmm. like let's not get carried away here but like I think it'd be really cool to revisit just the community, like that that feeling. You know, the energy in there is gonna be popping, yeah. like popping. And I, I would really love to see well, that. Well, as um, somebody who was forced to go to church a lot and then like never went anymore, me, <laughs> me. But I still consider myself, you know, a Christian. I'm still very spiritual. I like all the online churches, like Elevation, Transformation, like all those churches that do like live streams. Like, I'm really into mm-hmm. that because I feel like it's very, I feel like religion is very personal. Like, it's great to, you know, worship in a group, but I I get more out of it when it's, like, one-on-one situation. So, the fact that you can just, like, right, you know, watch same. a video in your room, take from it what you want, and then, you know, kind of sit on that. Personally. My spirituality is, like, individual, as a spiritualist, I kind of treat religion like a buffet uh, in the sense that like I <laughs> I love to eat um, but like I <laughs> I love to research deities and you know just different uh, like backgrounds to religions and just like the culture and the history behind them but um, specifically I like I read tarot and like, I've had the same tarot deck since I was 15 and it was like a secret like I wasn't because I, I, I grew up in a Baptist household so it was like uh, every time my dad was acting up a little bit he'd get like really religious and like we were like he burned my twilight cd i don't even know like not made me a cd but threw it in a bonfire because mm-hmm. he was like ridding of devils in our house like that was where we were christian wise oh um <laughs> right but like so i had like this hidden tarot deck and like i was never really allowed to do it and then when i moved out like 
whenever I, I like I think I left home at like 17 whenever I moved back here and I've ever since then I've just kind of been enthralled in it I think for me spirituality is like very therapeutic it's very healing and it is also like you said it's kind of like a one-on-one personalized experience like I am connected to something bigger than myself and I take comfort in that but I also take comfort in the fact that just because I'm connected to something bigger than myself does not mean I'm the only one. And there are other people who are also connected to this. Just like, I mean, I don't know. I'm just big on connection, mm-hmm. connection and compassion. Like that is, that's for me, that's what spirituality and religion are, is, are. I don't, grammar, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I haven't done my English homework in, in a week. So. so how is like, I, I'm, you know, I graduated in May. So like, how is school <clears throat> online situation? Was that like a weird transition or did Western handle it pretty good? Um, well, to put it into perspective, we had a professor who, it was an online class for me to begin with. And he was like, hey, this coronavirus is absolute horse shit. Um, go ahead and take I think I lost connection for a little bit. Hold on. I'm back. Okay. I can, can hear you. Me? Oh, you. It, it was, was me. You. Yeah, no, okay. my alarm went off and then it started randomly playing Toxic by Kaylani. And I was like, that's all I could hear. And I was like, okay. Um, Don Julio. And we're back. You. Ooh, you can tell me where, where I am. Hey, actually, to answer your question really quickly, it has been a shit show. Um, my school's handling it very weird. Um, at the beginning, some professors were like, this is not real. The, and then other ones were taking it seriously since like January. So it's kind of been like a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. But um, something that I just saw, because uh, I have my laptop open, right now trending um, is the hashtag unendorse Biden. And it's because he is using the same do- donors as Donald Trump was during his campaign. Um and he nice. vote, he vetoed Medicaid, and he also is apparently against a lot of the bills that are coming out to kind of give us financial relief, um, like the $1,200 thing. Uh, also, did you know that he is an accused pedophile and um, rapist? Yeah, he had me word vibes. I'm team Bernie. Yes! I... I feel like a lot of the country will be after this situation, because everything that people claimed was impossible that Bernie Sanders couldn't get done is happening now he's like, literally so. doing it without being the president it's crazy yeah um yeah i i love it i i can't lie to you going into this election i was not i was very okay so the first time around bernie had me i was feeling the burn all of 2016 i was like burr, 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 and you know and then you know it didn't happen i don't know what that was i let's pretend i didn't just do that but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, like this time around I was really playing hard to get with him, which is like a weird psycho. I, I kid you not. I was like, you know, just because I was for him last time doesn't mean I have to be with him this time. And I was like, honestly, researching Warren and I really stood by some of like she was Republican and then she switched to Democrat. And like I fucked with some of her policies. And she honestly was just female Bernie with like a little less socialism. If you want to yeah, do an oversimplification. Palatable. Yeah, yeah. It, very like but like. I was like, I can rock with it. Like, I can, I can take that because I didn't really think Bernie was going to stick around and not like die. But I mean, I thought I, 
I couldn't tell if he his heart was in it at first. I can't lie to you. Like, I felt like he was just doing it because he felt like he was supposed to because everyone was like, Bernie 2020. But, like, nah, mm-hmm. Bernie 2020. Like, he... I voted for him in the... Um, can you help me with the word? Voted... Primary? No, because the primary is in May. No. It's the... Oh. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know what I'm saying, though. The, the, the pre-primary... Whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> but that I vote I voted for preliminary? For, no. 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 Preliminary? Is that it? No. No. It'll come to us. I'm not doing I all have a history of class. You do... <laughs> I'm trying to get a degree, I swear. Uh but yeah. Um <laughs> I voted for him then and like ever since then he's been out at like I mean Biden disappeared like when all of this started happening. People are mowing their mm-hmm. lawns. I'm trying to make a career in here, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I love it that people are, I work with a guy who literally got his job back at Target because he specialized in building bikes. And all of a sudden we started getting bike orders again. And they literally called and asked him to come back to Target so he would build us bikes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is so weird. It was so, like, he literally was like, yeah, um, I'm back now. And I was like, oh, did you hear they like raised our pay? And he was like, no, they didn't. They didn't tell me about that. So I was like, oh shit, did they not raise his pay? <laughs> but it's all good. He's all good. Um. Yeah, what were we talking about? I'm such a bad host. I, I'll get the hang of it, I swear, someday. Um, but so you were gonna, you were talking about Bernie. Bernie. Oh, I just, I just feel the burn. That's pretty much it. And you know, I don't want to be cured. I don't, I don't think any of us do. And like you said, he's getting a lot done. All the stuff that they said he couldn't, he is. So yeah. we're out here. And Donald Trump just makes me so mad. He's a murderer. Every time I'm like, <laughs> every time I'm like, he comes on my TV, and I'm like. Is, maybe he's gonna maybe he's yeah. just gonna say one thing that's one crazy thing that's that? gonna make me i'm just like I don't, maybe somebody's gonna tell him to say one thing <laughs> <laughs> that is just and he just like oh my like what got me is like when what got me was when that um reporter was asking him a Hold on, Tyla, you lost con- you lost connection. That when the yeah, reporter my mom FaceTime me. When that reporter oh. um <laughs> when that reporter asked him a question, this is what do you say to the American people that are really like having a hard time right now, that are really freaking out? And he was like, Why such a dirty question like that? That's a you're a bad reporter. You're a real bad man. I was like, what is wrong with him? Oh, he's <laughs> He's a Cheeto. Cheetos aren't built for me. You know, literally last night I stopped eating Cheetos because I thought about Trump and I like lost my appetite, which I shouldn't <laughs> be eating Cheetos to begin with. But yeah, that he's he's wild. That man is. Can you believe he used to be friends with like Ellen DeGeneres? Like, oh what? well, okay. So I mean, yeah, I Ellen is Ellen crazy. DeGeneres is a psychopath, but you didn't hear yeah. that from me. No, she she is a psychopath. I don't even I know heard, why I brought her into I this. Heard on the streets. Word on the streets is she a little racist and a little a little angry about being famous. Her complaints are literally, I hate having to be happy all the time. That's <laughs> that sucks. That sucks for you. Yeah, she did she did some type of video the other day and there was a Basquiat painting in her house. I was like, What? And I know uh, that that painting was probably worth a couple mil. Like a cool <laughs> mil. Yeah. Cool couple mil. But you know, eat the rich. <sighs> eat. <laughs> wow. 
Well, thank you for talking to me for an hour, oh, almost a whole hour. Oh, well, I mean, we're going to make it to the hour mark. I, I love that. Thank you so much for your support and your love and your art and your, your story. I really, thank you, thank I love you. it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you too. And you know what's annoying to me is that like even if this wasn't a podcast episode, this is exactly how our conversation goes. Is like me being like, Tyler, tell me about how great you are, and you're like, Well, I'm not that great, and I'm just like, You're a goddess, and you're just like, Okay, <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, I need it because I'm not the type of person like, even though. I'm very I, I'm very aware about like how I come off. So like I don't want to walk around and be like, yeah, I'm the shit, and you ain't shit because I'm the shit. Because you know, sometimes you gotta say that to yourself. And, you know, get out of bed in the morning. But like, right, right, right. I'm not I don't know what that, that means, but I'll say it right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I I don't know. I I just really I think it's so important to have something like this. Uh, right now. Um something to connect us during this time of distance because like you can love from a distance you can support Mm -hmm. from a distance I think people we as a as a as a race like the human race have become so dependent on connectivity as a form of escapism that we don't even see that anymore like being on the internet is being in a portal at all times and I'm like I'm on my twitter feed I'm like it's dead it's it's quiet in here but I, I think that like I think it's just like it's hard to be alone with your thoughts, but it's important to remember that you aren't actually alone. We are just kind of all, I don't know, we're all in this together for as corny as that is and as high school musical as that is, shout out to Troy Bolton. It, it, I don't know, we are, we're all in this together. Very true. And ever since the words, man. Very true. Yep, yep, yep. Wild all right. Words. Well, thank you. Um, do you want to give them one more reminder about where to find your content um, on the interwebs? Yeah, um, if you're interested and, uh, you know, in art and you also want to, you know, hear a joke every now and get, <laughs> every now and then, follow me on Twitter. It's at Tyla, T-Y-L-A-C, creative. And my Instagram is the same. It's just a dot between each word. So it's T-Y-L-A dot the dot creative. And yeah. Do you have links on those pages for like your Etsy and like your shops? Oh, yeah. Whatnot? Yeah, I have links for my Etsy, but if you just want the Etsy, it's etsy.com slash shop slash created by Tyla, um, T-Y-L-A. No, okay. Just a refresher. Tyla, <laughs> and not I have Tyler. Prints. Yes, Tyla, not Tyler. I have prints of my art on my Etsy. Um, yeah, all that is up there. Awesome. Well, thank you again so, 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 so much for being my friend and my future child's aunt and my first guest on this <laughs> podcast. Um, I love you so much. To be all three of those things. Stay safe and stay inside as much as you can. Um, stay in the love of your family. And I really hope that everything works out for you guys. I'm saying this like I'm not going to talk to you in 10 minutes, but um, <laughs> I just, I really thank you and just keep doing your best, fam. Just keep your head up, champ. Go pet a dog. Uh, you too. <laughs> Bye. Aww. I love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>Hey guys, Shelly here. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to the first episode of many socially distant conversations. 
Um, it was great to have Tyla on. She's a really good friend, an old friend, but I would love to talk to anyone, anyone who wants to talk about this. I think it's really important to have a connectivity and conversation during such a vastly imperative time of distance. If you're interested, please just reach out on Twitter or Instagram at crabshell, that's crab, C-H-E-L-E, on Twitter or Instagram. Even if you don't know me, I would just love to pick your brain about anything, everything. Um, I think it's just important to know you're not alone and that conversations are happening and they need to keep happening. So yeah, um, be ready for episodes at random, at the will of anyone's schedules. We're literally not going anywhere under quarantine and social distancing. Thanks for listening. Bye.